Hey podcast, uh, before we get into podcast, when I say hey podcast, I mean all of you who are listening. So first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, uh, two little things for you to know about before we get into today's podcast. One, the Monday to Monday playlist uh, that Mike Boyd and I curate each week on Monday with uh, a lot of incredible music from a ton of emerging stars, especially if you're into Latin trap and hip hop. It's really made for you. Obviously if you're Caleb and you love metal, not for you. But if you are uh, the majority of people that enjoy hip hop or Latin trap, very, very much up for you. And so you can see that on Apple and on Spotify, Monday to Monday. I'm not sure exactly what, if you search Monday to Monday, it should pop up. That should be good. Search Monday to Mo- Monday to Monday on those two platforms to subscribe to the playlist. And also, I'm traveling a bunch, some canceled because of Corona, but uh, others still on, and that is GaryVaynerchuk.com slash events. Go check that out, a bunch of speaking engagements. I know I have Vegas a couple times here in the spring and many other events, so Edmonton, stand up. Uh, And so I can't wait to see you there. Hope you uh, go and I hope you listen and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up podcast for today's episode, Gary explains why the iPhone is one of the most important devices in the world today and how taking advantage of that opportunity is one of the keys to getting what you want in life. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought and I hope you enjoy. I think what's most remarkable and if I could help it, what I would most want to get through to people that are here is regardless of how big you think this opportunity is, and when I say this opportunity, look, this device, let me make it very clear because I don't think I've articulated it often. In 2007 or or six or whenever the hell the iPhone came out, it was very basic. I saw that the iPhone came out and I made a singular bet, which was that this device was going to be the most important device in the world because over the last 10 years, from 96 to 2006 at that point, I, along with my dad, were able to build a very large business on the back of the internet itself. I watched a single store, liquor store in Springfield, New Jersey, able to reach national awareness at a very low cost on the back of something called the internet. How many people uh, over 40 in this room? Raise hands. Don't be embarrassed, be louder about it. Over 40? Fucking go. We still have it. One more time, I wanna see how many hands of 40 and older. So, So for all the youngsters in this room, the hands that just went up, what the advantage they have in today's business world is we have context of what the world looked like pre-internet. We lived a full childhood pre-internet. We lived life without the internet. And what that did was allow me to context what was possible and how much it cost pre-internet versus what was possible and what it cost post-internet. What, what I was able to do to bring to my family business and the growth in revenue would have not been possible if we opened up a second store or third store with that same amount of money. In understanding that, it made me understand how powerful it was. In 2006, and again, this is just very important to lay this down as a framework for everybody here. In 2006, what I realized is, holy shit, the internet can be with you at all times. Now this sounds outrageously basic, but it has only been about a decade that the internet has been at our fingertips regardless of where we are. At this point, everybody in this room, when their internet gets a little bit slower, freaks the fuck out. 
Like literally I'm not in the US and you, my plan after a certain amount slows down my data in the market I'm in. Literally while I was waiting to get picked up from a car that, you know, about an hour ago was when I switched from my normal speed to this half speed that I'm on right now. Literally the last hour has been the worst fucking hour of my life. Like I just can't even open a tweet. Like I can't do anything. I'm crippled by something that is only new to me in the last 10 years. It is now my norm. You get really used to things really fast. On that bet that this was going to be the most important device, I've been able to achieve a next level of success predicated on a couple of things, but most of all, if you look back at my career, me investing in Tumblr and Facebook and Twitter was predicated on the fact that they were app companies on top of the phone. My friends, Facebook Inc., which includes WhatsApp and Instagram, is basically on its way to becoming a trillion dollar company on the fact that it's just an app company on your phone. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are apps on your phone. Apps, three apps on your phone worth a trillion. You have to understand how unbelievably important attention is. Attention is the only asset. The one thing that I know I can bring to this entire room is that regardless of what you're doing, you sell sneakers, you're a lawyer, you're in real estate, you're an investment banker, you're an actress, you're an actor, whatever you're trying to achieve, the one thing, the only thing I could talk about besides us being humans that connects every one of us is that we are all striving for other people's attention to then be able to tell them what we want. Whether you want to raise money for a nonprofit, become the mayor of your town, or build a billion dollar business selling sneakers, you need attention. The attention of our society lives on this device. The attention of our society lives on this device. Let me make you one promise in this room today. Unless you are producing content that is meaningful to an audience, on this device, across seven or eight platforms, podcast, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, like, like unless you're producing content in written form, audio form, or video form, across seven to 10 apps on this device, unless you are relevant on those 10 apps, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, if you are not, you are fundamentally irrelevant in society. This is a very important thing to understand because I know there's people sitting here who have $11 million business and are super happy and aren't even on social media. I get that, but what you're not factoring in is what happens next. To me, what's most important is not today. I, I stand up here and so unbelievably appreciative of that reception that I just got and knowing how many of you came here to hear me speak, but I promise you, as I breathe here right now, I recognize that literally everything I did an hour ago and back is irrelevant if I'm unable to execute going forward. Tomorrow, if I start making the wrong decisions and not executing, begins the vulnerability of unwinding everything I've done. And I think we all understand in society, we react much heavier to mistakes than we do to successes. The reason I'm pushing that you're irrelevant if you're not here is I don't think everybody here, including myself, has factored in how much more attention is going here. Let me promise you this. No matter what you think about technology, your kids on iPads all day, you always on the phone, nobody talking to each other, uh, how you judge kids because they don't shake people in the hand and look in the eye and all the other horseshit that demonizes technology, right this second, the way we interact with technology is the most basic you will ever see in your life. 10 years from now, every one of these phones 
every one of these video game platforms, every one of these websites are gonna seem like a fucking beeper and MySpace. You have to understand this, here's why. There is nobody here pot committed enough to this, including myself. There is nobody in this theater right now pot committed to this enough, including myself. When I say pot committed to this, what do I mean? I mean, every person in this room needs to take a substantial step back and understand, am I producing enough pictures, videos, written words in these platforms to achieve what I want? And the answer, and I'll save you time, is no for everybody and for somebody who's putting out 85 pieces of content a day across audio, video, and written word a day, my answer is staggeringly no. Meanwhile, there are people here who take four and a half hours to figure out a perfect Instagram post because they want it to look good when somebody lands on their fucking profile. It's true. The quickest gateway, the quickest execution for everybody here to get whatever the hell they're trying to get out of here today is to produce content on 10 websites. The quickest way for you to get what you want in your life is to produce videos, pictures, and written words across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, podcast, your website, email, text messaging platform, period. You know what's crazy? I literally wanna say right now, thank you London, I'm out. It is like, I'm thrilled to go into the mindset, I'm thrilled to tell you, and if you follow me on Instagram, this is where I've taken most of my content, I'm thrilled to tell you that the reason you're not producing enough content is unfortunately you value other people's opinions more than your own ambition and happiness, that literally pants 47 can leave a content that you're ugly and it makes you stop posting. I can go into that, I can go into a million other things, but I make this very clear and obvious. The reason I am just beginning to succeed in my ambitions is because today is the least amount of content that I will produce because I will produce more tomorrow and more the next day. You have to understand, media dictates everything, right? There's a specific reason that when there is a coup in a country that the army goes and takes over the TV network and the newspaper. Communication is the game. Maybe because of being born in the Soviet Union and raised in the US, I had this paradox of being fascinated by a closed and open system of communication. Maybe because I'm an extrovert and I talk a lot. I don't know why, but something came natural to me my whole life, which is communication. What are the things that make people do things, right? What I'm fascinated by is the democratization of media. What I'm fascinated by is that everybody here, how many people here have been following me for more than one year, raise your hand. The fact that 90% of this audience knows that all I want you to do is run Facebook and Instagram ads and you still aren't, makes me wanna punch all of you in your fucking face. I mean, literally all I've been asking you to do for the last two years is run Facebook and Instagram ads and you fuck faces still aren't. And I, and I say this because I put it on film because I'm gonna run this exact video against you in five years on some platform 
telling you that you missed the golden era of Facebook and Instagram because now it's appropriately priced. And you guys have heard me, if you follow me, say this. I regret that I wasn't able to build my dad's business bigger because I didn't spend enough on Google. I didn't spend enough. I had it figured out. It was called Google AdWords. It was working, yet I still was doing newspapers and direct mail and radio and television because I didn't understand the context of the moment that I was living in. I didn't have enough experience to know that I bought something so good, so underpriced, so scalable, that I didn't squeeze the fuck out of it enough when Google AdWords was the best. If you follow me, you've heard me say that Amazon was the number one spender on Google AdWords in those early days and literally used that underpriced attention to be what they are today. I want you to spend on Facebook and Instagram because there's a possibility that never in our lives again will you be able to get in front of people at that cost. Let me just say it one more time because I really need you to understand it. This, right now, and this is why I yell at myself, for the 50 or 80 or $100,000 of my own money that I spend on ads on these platforms to continue to build brand, the truth is, I should spend more. And this is not a joke. If I didn't have such a high expense to run my lifestyle because I have a family that's fancy now, let me make it more basic. If I was single right now, I would literally go move in back with my parents just so I had more money to run on Facebook and Instagram ads. I'm gonna say it one more time. We have never lived in a time where brand was this underpriced. Let me explain. What is the biggest difference between me and a lot of people that look like me or me and the companies that I work with and I get them there? It is the fact that I do branding, not sales. Branding is different than sales. I love when people come up to me like, Gary, I'm a marketer. I'm like, cool, what do you do? Well, I am affiliate marketer and it's you know conversion-based top of the, I'm like, you're a salesman, bro. You're not building a brand. You have 747 URLs that you do landing page optimization against and you convert, and that's amazing. I have, being an affiliate marketer is amazing other than the fact that it should be called an affiliate salesman. Brand is why you buy Nike. Brand is why everybody who's wearing jewelry and watches right now are wearing what they're wearing because they bought on brand, not somebody cookied them on Instagram and remarketed to them and then they bought that watch for the most part. And so I brand and why I love brand is because it's in perpetuity. When you build a brand, (laughs) you can play on that brand for a very, very, very long time. Why Facebook and Instagram are special and more special than Google is, is in Google's heyday, It was not that I was building brand for Wine Library, I was building sales because when you go on Google, all of our businesses are the same because they're blue letters on a landing page that you click. Brand is when your pictures and videos look different in a feed. Look, I think I'm coming out of the gate in this talk and I'm gonna macro it up in a minute, but I'm coming out the gate in this talk very tactical about the details. In all my rah-rah and fuck what people say and self-esteem and all the mental shit that I believe in tremendously because that's what gives you the engine. You know, you're not gonna execute shit if you're depressed or insecure. So like, I believe in it. But I'm putting it on a shelf, UK. I'm putting it on a shelf with you right now because 
an event that is so heavily marketed against me, knowing that you've heard a lot of this, I need one thing. I need two people to leave here who've been hearing me pound them in the fucking face about running ads on these two platforms to finally say, fuck, it's enough, I'm gonna do it. As we end today's podcast, I wanna give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's reviews, Inspiration and Gary, written in by Scream831 and Michael Scott 610 say, As a hobby street photographer, this podcast helped me push myself to create content and not worry about the likes and the followers. Just create who you are and nothing else matters. Thanks, Gary. And secondly, Gary is dope. I listen to the podcast, follow on social media, and watch the YouTube videos all the time. I'm actually listening to one at work right now. He's one of the many reasons why I will never quit. Thank you both so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.